All right. Well, um, welcome to episode 40. hey Of So Talk To Me. Dang, episode 40? Episode 40. We made it. Made it to episode 40. 40. episodes in. That's crazy. Maybe. I mean, unless we just totally crash and burn and don't release this episode because it's so terrible. Which... I didn't even think we were going to make it past 10. Oh, dang. So, 40. That's I'm, I'm cool. just surprised at how consistent we've been. Like, even on nights like tonight where it's really late and we need to finish up <laughs> so that I can edit it and throw it on the 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 the, the website that we use, um, we're still doing it. Yeah, still at ten forty five at night. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> Starting to record our podcast. <laughs> it's a great idea, guys. You should start a podcast <laughs> and then wait till the last <laughs> second to, <laughs> to record it. Even, and not think of any subject before you turn the microphone. Even on. when you don't have any ideas. Yeah. Do it. I dare you. I dare you. <laughs> Do it for 40 episodes. Do it 40 times. That's Do probably it. why our listenership hasn't grown at all. <laughs> I mean, part of that is because we don't tell anyone about it. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. We don't really advertise ourselves. There's, that's, that, that, that's one of the things. One of the things most people do. <laughs> but there we go. Jeez, Our dog time. is hacking up a lung over there. <laughs> uh, I'm assuming that you can hear. Also, you can probably hear some dripping. That's mm, our our maybe. water filter. I don't filter. hear it anymore. Okay. Well, very We're not in the lightly. bathroom, It's I not promise. as loud. Cool. So how's your week been? What's up? Um, It's gone by really fast, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Missy, chill. Go get some water. Missy is our dog. She um, is coughing. Yeah. I mean, I've, I'm working three days a week now, so it makes the week hey, hey. faster. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm babysitting my cousin's baby girl, who is like only three and a half months younger than our baby girl, so it's kind of cool to watch them play, although mm-hmm. Josie just like gets jealous and <laughs> tries to hit her sometimes. Dang. <laughs> So I have to keep an eye on Where that. Where did she learn that? Babies just do that when they're frustrated. <laughs> they just hit or they bite because they just don't know what to say. You know, Grab. they don't know how to, yeah, they don't know how to express themselves. Like how she bit her brother today. Oh, Pretty bad. I don't know if you saw the mark on his shoulder. No, I didn't. Okay. I didn't. I saw the scratch yeah. on his face, but that's Pretty it. bad. Wasn't well, sure that happened that. at practice. Oh, okay. Well, because that wasn't there when we got to church. Gotcha. That must have happened at some point when he fell. Mm-hmm. One of the many times that he fell. Yeah, yeah. He he kept... gets super like klutzy when he's tired. No, 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 no. It was not. Well, I mean, he might he might have done that. But when he was back at the booth with us, he would step down the first step, and then the second step, he would jump down every oh. time. Yeah, I know. I was, I was like, himself. "Why is he falling? What is going on?" Because he he fell probably two out of the three times he went down, and uh, my friend was behind the booth as well. And um, th- when I saw him jump off the last step, um, I was just kind of like, "Oh, well, no wonder." And he just kind of nodded, like, "Yep, that's what he's been doing." <laughs> and so I picked him up, and then uh, my friend was just like. He was like, I'm just really impressed that he keeps going back and doing it again. <laughs> like, 
like he was he was talking about how like resilient Oliver was or mm-hmm. like how he didn't want to give up and he wanted to get it done. Um, whereas I was just like, dude, you're falling. Just stop. <laughs> <laughs> you just keep give up. hurting yourself. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wrangling kids is uh, is difficult. It's difficult to multitask while you're trying to <laughs> wrangle children, uh, especially squirmy children. Ollie wasn't too bad, but. Josie's very squirmy. Squirmy. She wanted to touch everything I was touching. Yeah. Which is. When I was holding her on stage while we were practicing, she just kept trying to grab the mic and mm-hmm. like sing into it. Mm-hmm. And, or she was like blowing raspberries on my arm, which sounds great while you're trying to practice worship songs. So. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's been a fun evening. Our kids are fun. If you can tell. I'm, I'm sure everyone. I'm sure it was only annoying to us and everyone else thought it was funny. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Well, judging by the smiles on people's faces, I don't think they really cared. Yeah. Probably thought it was funny. Anyways. Yep. Talking about our kids. Yep. Our week in parenting. Yeah. Funny, I was going to make a joke earlier after you said that we've been consistent. And I was going to say, yeah, consistently with very few listeners and consistent with like, yeah, I don't know, just not being very popular. (laughs) Oh, wait, I did say something about it, though, didn't I? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I'm tired. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Ah, I see. You see what? The, the, why you would just kind of trail off like that? Makes sense now. I get it. Well, um, if you can't tell, my voice is a little hoarse, which is very strange to me. I guess I'm just getting old. I'm not sick. Not this time. You've been hoarse ever since... The karaoke night. Ever since last week, yeah. That was last Friday. So we went out, we did karaoke. a week ago, yeah. For your birthday last week. Um, Friday night, we went out. And I mean, the song that I like to sing for karaoke, I like it because I can just yell into the microphone. And that's fun. Yeah, and that's what I do. scream the whole time. Yeah, and so it's, it's a little hard on my on my vocal cords. I get it. Again, I expect to be sore the next day. Or not sore, but uh, horse. horse the next day. Yeah, other. You just move the syllables around and not sore, but horse. Anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, but I, 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 I would not think that it would last this long. Like, I'm drinking water. I'm doing, I'm not, I'm not yelling anymore. It also seems, though, that like your allergies have been bothering you lately. Yeah, maybe. So that probably has something to do with it. Could be. It's just like. We're not going to heal because allergies. I guess maybe that could be it. I mean, yeah, we are also just getting older. We are old fogies. We're not old. We're just getting older. Getting older and our bodies are deteriorating. Yep. After 20-something years of use. Twenty. I mean, we're both 29. (laughs) 29 years of use. Uh, yeah. So, cool week. It was um, it was also the week of E3, the Entertainment uh, Electronics Entertainment Expo. 
Oh. Yeah, a bunch of video game companies talked about what they're going to be doing over the next couple of years. That was fun. There there actually wasn't that much. There were a handful of cool games. Handful? Handful of cool games and then not much else. It's kind of It was kind of low-key this year. Sam is just like staring off in the distance like, okay, when when are you going to be done with the video games? <laughs> it did make me want to play Smash Brothers though. So, Oh, that's why you played Smash Brothers yeah, yesterday. Yep, yeah, because there's a new one coming out on Switch and it has like every Smash Brothers character ever in it. Like that's its thing is like every single character that's ever been in any Smash game is going to be in the new one, which is crazy. But anyways, after all, after watching the videos for that, I'm just like, I haven't played Smash in a while. I want to play Smash. And so we had small group last night before we got started. It's like, hey, anyone want to play Smash with me? Because I want to play Smash. And <laughs> so we play Smash. And it was fun. It was fun. Pulled out the old Wii U. Got our, our Wii controllers and classic controllers. It was good times. Good times were had by all. Yeah. I've also been mixing a jazz record, sort That's of been a fun. demo record. Yeah, yeah, it has been fun. I was being sarcastic. Well, well, just from my end, I'm not the one sitting and mixing and like twerking things and twerking just, things. Yeah, you're sorry, tweaking. <laughs> That's twerking. I meant <laughs> tweaking. I'm sorry. You're the one over there twerking on things. <laughs> Tweaking, yeah. tweaking things. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but like, I'm just like out here, just having to listen to the same thing over and over and over and over. Like, you know what? Like when you're the one like sitting and working on things and trying to fix stuff, like because you're focusing on something specific, like the monotony of like listening to it over and over and over again like you don't really think about it that much Mm -hmm. because you know you're focusing on something but (laughs) us (laughs) just being out here just listening to the same part of a song over and over and over it's just like stop and then ollie just winds up like getting it stuck in his head and singing oh really just like okay that's awesome this (laughs) I'm done. That's awesome because it's like swing jazz. So that's really funny to me. That Not that I don't like jazz. I like jazz. Just I don't know. I think anything like any kind of music or any song, if it's just played over and over and over and over again, it's gonna get annoying. Yeah, pretty much. So, but I haven't been mixing it that much around you guys. I've been trying to do it after y'all are in bed or in the morning, something like that. Yeah, it was mostly just the other day. The other day. Oh, yeah, that day. I don't know what you're talking about. And I have an issue where if something is off pitch, it, like, drives me crazy. Like, it's sort of like a nail, nails on a chalkboard kind of a thing. Well, you're also just hypercritical of female singers in general. Yes. 
So that combined with your aversion to um, people who are not perfect. Well, no, it's not that. I mean, it's just any thing that I'm listening to, if there's like something that's off pitch or like off key, it's just... Mm -hmm. Thank you, auto tune. Drives me crazy. I'm just half kidding. Hmm. I mean, it's we. It's just sort of like this natural physical reaction. Like I just like cringe. Like, like also when I hear bones crunching, it's the same thing. When do you hear bones crunching? Um, what was that one movie? It was like The Protector, who just oh, was yeah. like breaking people's arms, like yeah. For like two minutes for a scene. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I can't do this. I can't, I can't listen to this. I will, I will bet you money that the actual sound effect were not actual bones. Oh, crunch. no, I know that. But also just like, I don't know, that one time we were downtown and that like drunk chick was trying to get on her uh, bicycle and she mm-hmm. like fell and like cracked her head. Yeah on the pavement like just that sound made me nauseous yeah yeah that makes sense i think that's the only time i've seen someone break a bone i mean maybe the like youtube clips or something like that but i don't know i can't think of another time anyways mm-hmm. great conversations <laughs> bones crunching just things that we don't like things that uh, get under our skin yeah all kinds of stuff speaking of things that get under our skin huh why bugs sometimes they get no just like when protestants say that they like the pope like you're killing me like why Who, who said that I've just heard people say that. Like I've I've heard even like a couple people that like go to our church. I've heard them be like, "Oh, I actually like the Pope." Like I think he was a the Pope. And I'm just like, "What's wrong with you?" <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> wow, nuclear option right. just right off the bat. What is wrong with you? But I just I don't get it. Like do they like n- not understand who he is and what he stands for well basically yeah and like what who your god is and what he stands for like i don't understand why you would support him in any way if you claim to be protestant oh they support him i assume if you say that you like someone that you are supportive of them Mm. I don't mean that they're like giving money to him or anything oh, okay, like good. that. I just meant like, yeah. You're just paying off past sins. It's <laughs> no big deal. Just paying for my uncle to get into heaven. Anyways, Boy, this weekend, what I don't like. <laughs> I don't know. The <laughs> the Pope. <laughs> sort of. Sort of not. The institution of the Pope. That's what I mean. And yeah, I don't, I, I don't. Yeah, or just even like some like really popular, um, popular? Christian figures, mm-hmm. smoking popes. I'm act- I'm trying to say something. Sorry, big. um, 
we'll say that like we'll sort of like lump Catholicism in with Christianity. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm thinking of like I don't know. I know Rick Warren has done that, and um, was it Beth Moore has done that? Like just sort of like basically trying to say that we're we need we're that we're unified with them because we worship the same God or something like that. But hmm. that's not true. Mm, it's it's debatable. Well, I mean, if you are worshiping the Pope. Oh, I'm yeah. not saying no. that like Catholics just in general can't be saved. That's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that like. But you're saying the Catholic God is a different God. Well, yeah, he's not the God of the Bible. If you're, is he not the God of the Bible? If you're, well, if you're lying and saying that he has said like that, other things outside of Scripture are scriptural truth. Well, I think that's self-contradictory because you just use the same word, but. Well, right, like what What are the names of those? Sorry. My... Apocrypha. There you go. There you go. Books. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But does that mean that we worship a different God though? That's a question. Well, that's why I said that, it's debatable. If they claim those things to be truth and they're not truth. Mm-hmm. Because God says in his word, you know, not to add anything or take anything away. Mm-hmm. And they're adding something. So they're like, they're disobeying. Mm-hmm. Right. But does that mean that they serve a different God? Because that would, that would necessitate that they would not be able to be saved if you're worshiping well, that's a different not- God, right? If you're adding to the gospel, then you're you don't believe in the actual gospel. Does that make sense? Mm, if you're adding to the gospel, you don't actually believe in the gospel. In the true gospel. Uh I don't. I don't think I agree if with you. That. If you're saying that the gospel is the gospel plus. Okay. Okay. Like as a mandatory requirement type of a deal. Right. Like the gospel is like. Faith plus works. Okay. Kind of a thing. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that that's wrong. Definitely. Yeah. But I think it's, I think that's just like the dogma of the, of the Catholic church that is incorrect and will not grant salvation. I don't necessarily, I, I don't, that's why I said it's debatable. I don't know that I could say that the Catholic God is a different God because, because the thing is, Protestantism and Catholicism have the same root. Like they both came from Christianity. Right. Right. So that's where that's where we are unified is that like we both came from the same place. It's just that the, the Roman Catholic uh, branch just like bent out so far that the reformers were just like, hey, yo, we need to get back to what the Bible says, what God has given us. And they were like, so that's what we're doing, so uh, peace. Bye, Felicia. Exactly. And so now we're Protestants. So that's fun. (laughs) So energetic about this. Peace out, Roman (laughs) Catholics. So, but now you're getting upset because people are saying, no, we're, we're unified. 
We're definitely not the same. That's true. But I, I watched this video today. Uh-oh. Of... Pocoyo? What? I don't know. No. It's just a video. You probably watched it. Um, it was the Pope talking to a little boy. So this little boy, he, I guess they were doing some sort of like, I don't know, question and answer thing. I have no idea. But it was... Like, Q&A with the Pope. Basically. Um, and this little boy came up to the microphone and like he wanted to ask a question, but he he was he was pretty upset and he started to cry. So then the Pope invited him up um to like talk to him like like just quietly, like just the two face to face. Um and the little boy basically said, like, my my dad was an atheist and uh, he died. Um, and I'm really sad because I don't know if he's in heaven or not. Basically, like, is he in heaven? Mm-hmm. Um, and so then the Pope, like, sent him back to his seat or, or asked him if it was okay if he, you know, repeated the question before the audience or whoever was there. Um, and he said that it was okay. So he went back and sat down and the Pope relayed the question to everyone. And he basically just in a nutshell said that, oh, the little boy told, told, told him that his father was a good man. So he took that and was like, well, since this little boy felt like his father was a good man, then and he raised a boy to be brave enough to come up here and ask this question and be here today then like do you think that god would shun a man who would do so good to this boy and be so be such a good father and the audience was like no and basically he told the little boy that his father was in heaven even though he was an atheist Mm. Dang. That's very devious and underhanded and a very emotional argument. Yes. That would be really difficult to to say though. You have a Q&A and a kid's like, hey, I'm pretty sure my dad's in hell. Do you think so? Like, Be like, this is not the place to have this discussion discussion like yeah (laughs) yeah but i'm pretty sure the pope's not gonna be hey come over for coffee later and then we can talk about it you know like i got somewhere to be kid and that's getting the coins out of the coffers no i'm just kidding i don't i don't know what the pope does honestly (laughs) he just has all his popery he's just poping poping the pope pope's got a pope (laughs) pope be poping Papist got a pape. <laughs> Poping and paping all day. <laughs> okay. They, they sound like little twins, uh, like dwarves. Mm-hmm. Poping and paping. So then what would you say to what? that little boy if he asked you that Oh, question? gosh. I don't know what I'd say to that little boy because I, yeah. Um, well, I would, I would probably just tell the kid the gospel. Yeah. Like, 
like how much we deserve um, the wrath of God for our sin and that God ha- actually loves us so much that he's made a way for us. Um, I don't mean it to be, but I guess that is kind of a non-answer because it's not flat out telling the kid, mm-hmm. but but saying that. Well, I think it's it's very... I mean, you can say you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, at, I mean, obviously this was just a short video. Like, I don't know how his father died. Like, I don't know what happened. He could have accepted Christ in the 10 seconds before he died. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't know what happened. He could be in heaven. He may not be, you know, if he was, uh, if he was rebelling against God and in his last breath, then yeah, he's in hell. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good answer. I think that that sums it up because yeah, it's just difficult. Um, especially in, Cases like that where it is so wrapped up in in the emotion and the grief that you're going through, it's like, yeah, it's 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 just difficult, especially when you're dealing with a child too, because it's hard to even understand. I mean, I guess it's a basic concept, but it's hard to accept, really, because mm-hmm. it's hard enough when you're a grown adult, but like when you're a kid, your world isn't even. Or your thoughts on the world haven't even solidified. Right. So, Well, that's fun. <laughs> Popes. Actually, I think that's that's actually a really good segue into what I wanted to talk about. Um, which is really because I didn't have anything else to talk about. <laughs> uh, I wanted to talk about what I have been um, reading in my class. For uh, it's the, my, my, the class that I'm taking right now is an intro to critical thinking. So you're like, oh, great. Yeah, let's talk about critical thinking. This is going to be awesome. Um, but the book that I'm reading is called How to Think Theologically, which is pretty cool. Um, it's, one, yeah, one of the textbooks for the class, although the textbooks aren't like full-on few hundred dollars for each book. They're like just normal books. Hey, go get it on your That's Kindle. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's very nice. <laughs> they They don't cost very much money. Also... Side note, I have a Kindle that um, has ads on it, and it's always like the cheesiest books. Like, like what is what is this garbage? It's called Reckless Need, Heart's Temptation, Book Three. <laughs> like, seriously, Heart's Temptation. Book has three. anyone has anyone just like picked up their Kindle and been like, "Oh, I need to, I need to read Reckless Need, Heart's <laughs> Temptation, Book Three. <laughs> Like what is this garbage? What Seriously, even is that? it's it's Amazon is just promoting it. So like you you unlock your Kindle and it's like, just tap on me. You can read some of it right now and buy the book through Kindle. So, but but they sold them they sold them cheaper if they didn't ha- or if they had ads. So you like you get twenty bucks off if your Kindle has ads when you turn it off. Is it really worth it? You know, I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm like nervous every time 
I take my Kindle somewhere because I'm like, I'm not, I'm not reading that trash. I promise. <laughs> I'm, I'm reading my textbook so that I can get my degree in biblical studies. <laughs> I promise. Um, yeah, so that's fun. Um, no, but anyways, um, so this book I started up this week, and uh, the first, the first like section of the book talks about the importance of theology. Mm. And I'm like, dang, man, this is good. Because it just explains it in such a down-to-earth, easy-to-understand way that's very, um, very applicable. Um, it does get pretty analytical, and, and like, sometimes it's it's kind of like, bro, you just need to, like, take a stance. Don't just tell me what other people think. Like, mm-hmm. let me know the, the pros and cons. You're just kind of, like, throwing stuff out there. But... Um, but it, the the preface or the premise of the book, where it starts out, just talking about yeah the value of theology, and um, so so that's what I wanted to talk about was why, um, as James White says, theology matters. Mm-hmm. So why sure. does theology matter? Well, because if you don't know theology, you're going to be fooled by some dumpster. Trash that the Pope says. Dumpster trash. <laughs> this doesn't smell like popery. This smells like dumpster, dumpster trash. trash. Yeah, yeah, you can easily be fooled. That's 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 a really good part of it. Um, this uh, this section that I underlined is talking about, and that's why I said that that was actually a really good segue. It's talking about if you're um, questioned about your faith. Um, because often people use words and use terms and they mean completely different things to different people. Um, so, so this little section here, it just says, we may hesitate and stammer unless we've stopped at some earlier point to consider the matter. And yet our day-to-day decisions are based upon this embedded theology. We pray to the God of this theology. This is the God we love or fear and serve and sin against. I was just like, dang, you're dropping the hammer already. Talking about um, what you believe about God, your theology, um, what, yeah, what you believe to be true about God um, shapes who God is to you, mm-hmm. the God that you serve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I th- oh, oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> I, I was sorry. <laughs> No, I was, there's something that Michael Horton always says, and it's, it's I'm gonna butcher it, but it's basically like, like you say you love Jesus, but who is Jesus? Yeah, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And R.C. Sproul, um, he has a book that's uh, um, systematic theology, but it's called Everyone's a Theologian, mm-hmm. and it's kind of that same idea. And and this book talks about it as well um, at the very beginning talking about how um, it's not necessarily that everyone, you know, is a scholar and is astute and everyone like um, studies these things. If you're a Christian, you will study these things. No, not necessarily, but you are a theologian because you hold to some form of theology. Right. What you believe about God is your theology. Right. Whether you have deliberately sought to understand it or whether you have um, suppressed, yeah. Well, I was going to say just picked up on things, 
like whether or not you're actually studying on your own or whether or not oh yeah you believe things about Jesus just because other people have told you mm-hmm. um and that is actually a term that they use in the book multiple times and they use it there is this idea of embedded theology and and I liked that term a lot because it kind of um you know it's, it creates some mental pictures in my head of like this theology that underlies what you do and how you live your life. So in, in how you talk to other people about God and what your values are and what your highest values are mm-hmm. and how you prioritize your life and how you raise your kids and what is important to you. All these things are driven by your idea of God your understanding mm-hmm. of God mm-hmm. and whether or not that understanding is that you, you don't believe in God, you know, that still affects the way that you live, the way mm-hmm. that you talk, the way that you act or, um, or if you believe wrong things about, you know, whether or not you, you um, are adherent to the, the American prosperity gospel, you know, that changes the way that you live. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm also thinking of like the um, conspiracy theorists, you know, rapture, all this fun reading the newspaper and saying, oh, this is a fulfillment of revelation, you know, all these, all these little things. I mean, that your idea of, of what God has said to be true of, of who he is affects the way that you see the world mm-hmm. and the way that you live and act. Yeah. Um. Sure. So in the, in the reason I say that is because, um, some people don't don't think twice about that mm-hmm. you know to to a lot of people theology is just like oh well that's you know that's something my pastor studied or that's something that um you know i'm not i'm not very smart so i'm not you know it's not it's not going to help me to do theology i don't really care i just read my bible um and i think that's the wrong way of thinking about it Certainly, reading your Bible is super important. That's where all theology comes from. Right. So I'm, I'm not downplaying just reading your Bible, but I'm saying that seeking to understand what God has said about himself, um, it, obviously that is found in the scriptures. Like you're not going to find that outside of the scriptures. Um, or if you're finding that from someone who is not using scripture to tell you about it, mm-hmm. that that's where you've gone wrong because it is rooted and grounded in scripture. Um. But theology uh, affects the way that you live, the way that you think. And so it is um, extremely important that you are conscious of your beliefs about God. Because often we, we, we don't pick them up from, you know, Scripture. You know, there, there, are, um, there are just like folk sayings that a lot of people believe are in the Bible. You know, something like, Cleanliness is next to godliness. No, that, that that's not in the Bible. That's not biblical. That's not <laughs> yeah. scriptural. That's just a that's just a saying. Um, or or even uh, what the Lord works in mysterious ways. Like that's that's not in the Bible. That's just what people say about God. Um, certainly, God can. He, God can. Uh oh. Uh oh. Someone's gonna go searching. Right. Yeah. It has similar connotations. Definitely, but I'm. What I'm saying is that phrase is not scripture, like it's not found in the Bible. 
It's just, it's a saying that people have used. Right. And because it's talking about God, we've just kind of picked it up as yeah. a part of Christianity. You just said that and I was like, wait, there's a verse on that board in there that says that exact thing, but it's quoting a, a verse. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to make yeah. sure. Oh yeah, totally, totally. I can say wrong things. You can challenge me. That's okay. I can be wrong. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so so there. I, my point is just that we pick up on things like that and it becomes a part of this embedded theology, this this theology that we carry around with us and that we act out and that we that causes us to think and act and, and do things um, that we haven't really questioned or haven't really looked deeply at. Um, and, and so it is very important that we do look into what it is that we believe um, for the sake of knowing the truth and glorifying God the way that he calls us to. Yeah. Um, The next little chunk that I underlined in the book, it says, it's unlikely that many people shy away from Christianity because they've thoroughly examined all the arguments and conclude that its claims are not intellectually compelling. More probably, they give up on the faith because of what they've gathered about it from the embedded theological testimonies or actions of other people in their churches. Most mental health professionals and pastoral counselors have spent time tending counselees who were scarred by what passed for Christianity in their homes and their home churches. Mm. I was like, man, that's a, that's, it, it shows the problem. It shows the issues with when we just accept um, something to be true, especially something to be true about God mm-hmm. and start acting on it without like actually comparing it to what God has revealed of himself. Right. You know, um, Certainly, God is gracious and merciful, but it's it's extremely disrespectful. Like if I were to, uh, you know, if I were to be talking with someone and uh, I mentioned that, man, I just love Samantha's brown eyes. She's my wife and I love her brown eyes. And my friend was just like, dude, your wife has blue eyes. Like, that would be so disrespectful if I continue. It would show how little I know about my wife, one. And if I were to continue to to hammer in that point that, no, she has brown eyes, like, it would it would show a disrespect towards the person I'm talking to, towards my wife, um, and it would ultimately prove that I was a fool. <laughs> Because, because I have blue eyes. Because you do have blue eyes, yes. <laughs> Sorry if, if that, that uh, analogy didn't make any sense. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that like, when we believe things about God that aren't true and live on the basis of things about God that are not true, it's disrespectful. It's sinful, ultimately, um, because God has revealed himself and has told us, mm-hmm. or he's revealed um, the things about himself that he wants us to know. Right. Obviously, we can't know everything about God. It's not going to happen. Can't do that. Um, let me take a look at some other stuff that I underlined. Okay, so so um, this sentence is frequently it's during crises that people first experience this call to theological reflection, and that uh, that hit me too. And and I think that goes hand in hand with your what you brought up about the Pope too. 
It's like when something traumatic happens, when we're confronted by something that um, it, it shakes us. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. well, how could God actually do that? Like the things that I just kind of thought about God that I assumed that I had picked up from other people um, that I took for granted, you know, that God was always going to be good. And now where is he? Um, causes us, it, it shakes our faith. Right. Um, which can be good if, if our faith has never been challenged and, and we hold on to what God has said. But um, that's why theology is important so that we can nail those things down before the grief comes, mm-hmm. before the suffering happens, before um, we're in the midst of the storm. Well, right. And also like the Holy Spirit, if he exists in you, is faithful to sanctify. That's the word that I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. To sanctify you through those times. Yeah. So like if something happens to you and you just completely abandon the faith because of it, then it's very probable that you never actually had the faith to begin with. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, that it wasn't, it wasn't like your faith, like you hadn't truly accepted it because, um, and, and that goes to like our standards of belief as well is like, is our standard of belief, our personal experience? Because if it is, you're, you're kind of living on shaky ground. Yeah. Cause, cause things can happen that don't make sense from our, um, from our vantage point. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean. How many times have we brought up the book of Job on this podcast? (laughs) Seriously, it's like every episode. But Job couldn't see what was going on. That's what was so frustrating for Job. And that's that's what caused him to accuse God Mm -hmm. of injustice um, is simply because he hadn't done anything wrong and um, he he felt like he was being punished. He believed Mm -hmm. he was being punished by God. Um, And... So we can't rely, we ought not to rely on our experience, even though that's our natural inclination, is that when our experience, um, when we can't make sense of our belief in our experience, um, it's easy, it's easy to drop our belief. So theology is so important to get right beforehand, um, to taste and see that the Lord is good um, before these things happen in your mm-hmm. life and God can use all things certainly, but I'm just saying, um, yeah, you, if you claim to love God and believe in him, then you should be studying what he says about himself. Mm-hmm. And that's, and that's the last part is, um, that I wanted to bring up is the, the book uses the term conscientious. Um, and, and I'm not quite sure the correlation there, actually, to be honest, I should look up what that word actually means, but the way that they use it in the book is they're talking about, um, living in such a way that you are trying to seek out what God has said about himself and trying to like basically, um, enlighten yourself in terms of what God has said and, and seeking to line up your life in such a way that is, um, that is the way that God would want you to live, you know, cause there's, cause there's the gospel, right. And, um, there are implications of the gospel. So, mm-hmm. so 
you know, we, we're all on different, um, I was going to say levels of sanctification, but that sounds really weird. I just mean we're all at different stages in our life yeah. of, of sanctification, um, some farther along than others. So there's, there's salvation, but then there's the process of sanctification and becoming, mm-hmm. um, becoming more like Christ. And the conscientiousness in this case is seeking to move down that path of sanctification and not just like being content with your salvation is basically right. what it talks about. Um, so the last little chunk I want to read real quick says that conscientious Christians are called to be firm in their convictions. They're also called to humility with regard to their understanding of faith and therefore eager to deepen, broaden, and if there's good reason to do so, correct that initial understanding in light of critical deliberation. I thought that was really good because it, it just talks about the importance of reflection, like reflecting on your faith and reflecting on what it is that you believe and why you believe it. Mm-hmm. And it's for it's for God's glory because ultimately we're we're seeking to say what is true about God that he has revealed about himself. Um, it's not it's not so that you can be smarter, so you can puff yourself up with knowledge. It's so that you can know God deeper and more intimately. Um, and so that your experience yeah. can reflect what it is that you believe because that belief comes from truth right. of what God has revealed himself to be. So, um, so it affects every part of your being, not mm-hmm. just, not just your intellect. And I think that's where a lot of people have issues with, um, the concept of theology is that they think that it's just about intellect right? when, if you are doing theology the right way, it should affect your heart mm-hmm. deeply. It should affect your hands Doctrine and the way and you work. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, I'm I'm sure we've talked about these things before on the podcast, but it's something that I had been reading about and something that I really liked. And also to to put a bow on it, it was it was something that our pastor said on Sunday um, that went along the same lines of this idea of conscientious Christianity. I don't, I, I don't know. Again, I'm not even sure that I like that term. I still need to look up what the the classical definition is. But um, our pastor in in talking about Jesus' interaction with Peter when um, Peter walked on water, when Jesus was walking on the water and called Peter to walk as well, mm-hmm. um, our pastor said that, you know, after Peter fell into the water because he doubted. So the Jesus immediately, you know, picked him up out of the water, said, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And my pastor's point was that Jesus was what is the word? I'm probably actually gonna butcher what he said, but Jesus was um shoot, I don't want to use the wrong uh, the wrong word because I'm thinking proud of, but it's not it's it's not Well the right he word. wasn't like he was rebuking peter but he wasn't like strongly rebuking him Mm -hmm. it was more of like a like you know like why did you doubt like you know you were doing so well like why'd Mm -hmm. you doubt yeah kind of a thing yeah ah and it's killing me that i can't remember the exact word that he used but jesus was glad 
because of what Peter had done, but he was not satisfied. Set, though, yeah. yeah. Uh, I just can't think of the first word, but it, it's that connotation of like Jesus was actually... Um, I'm thinking. I'm thinking of the word proud, and that's not the right word. Um, but Jesus was so happy that that Peter had followed his word. You know mm-hmm. that he had gone to him. Like just that idea of our um, seeking to to follow what Scripture says, our um, studying the Scriptures, our taking the time to to pray and making it a priority. Of, of building a culture in our homes of worshiping Christ. Like God sees that and he is glad because of what we do. Um, but in this road of sanctification, um, we're not satisfied with our failures. Right. You know, even, even when we try and fail, God is, it, he's glad that we are trying. Right. But, he's not satisfied with our failures. I just mm-hmm. thought that was such, it was such a, a great and nuanced way to talk about how as Christians, we do fight this battle against the flesh right. and we are constantly moving forward and how it's, it's God loves us. He's not, he's never going to love us any less, mm-hmm. but um, he He wants to call us closer to himself and that's done through, um, you know, often through spiritual disciplines. Obedience. Yes. Yes. Obedience. So I apologize for butchering that quote. Like after this, I'm probably going to go look up the sermon and then (laughs) find the words and just be like, ah, I was on the tip of my tongue. But yeah. All right. That's my two cents. Two cents. Two whole cents worth. Do you have any other any other thoughts, comments, questions? All right. Well, if you listeners have any thoughts or comments or questions, you can reach out to us. Our email address is so talk to me podcast at gmail.com or you can hit us up on Twitter. Our handle is at so underscore talk to me. Yeah. All right, before we head out for the evening, who am I kidding? It's nighttime. It's, it's like morning. Uh, <laughs> maybe not that late. Uh, do you have any recommendations? Um... Oh, I can't think of any. Nothing. No. Dang, I you really didn't prepare. Nothing. I'm just kidding. No, like seriously, <laughs> I, I completely forgot about the podcast until oh. you brought out the microphone. And I was like... And plopped it down oh, on the table. Oh, yeah. Like, it's 1030 and I forgot. Um, <laughs> no, that's that's actually okay because I don't have any recommendations either. Oh, well, I mean, I guess I'll... Well, no, maybe I'm a nerd. Uh, I, just, I just read a book, part of a book club. Hey, I mentioned it before. Um, we read a book on Norse mythology by Neil Gaiman. And Oh yeah, y'all already finished that? I I finished it. Oh. Cuz I've been listening to it. I actually listened to it twice because I liked it. Oh, it was cool. So, I'm a nerd if you don't know <laughs> that. If you can't tell, 40 episodes in, I'm a nerd. And um I hadn't really uh gotten into Norse mythology before. I'd heard a couple stories, but not very much, and I loved it. Um, you know, I was much more into like Greek and Roman mythology when I was a kid. 
Um, but it was so cool reading these stories and, um, yeah, it was lots of fun. So if you want to read a book that's fun, Norse Mythology by Neil Gaiman. There you go. How's that for a reco? What'd you learn? What did I learn? Well, there were a couple takeaways actually that I had. One is that, um, the Norse gods suck. Like they're all basically just like, just people with superpowers. Cause they're all so flawed. <laughs> like they're, they're all, they're all pretty terrible. Messed up. Yeah. Yeah. Like they all have their, yeah, they're all just very flawed. And it's like, why would you want to worship that creature? As a god? Like it's just, <laughs> it's just a little bit more powerful than you, but it's basically the same as you. So mm-hmm. why are you worshiping it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I worship the God of the universe who gives us a, the, the standard of good within his very character Mm -hmm. you know so like someone that like screws up and like cheats on his multiple wives and you know like doesn't care for his kids like that's how you know it was made up by someone (laughs) yeah yeah definitely because no human being would actually think up like the god of the bible by by themselves because Mm -hmm. like they they don't have that sort of standard. Yeah. It's just not in them. Mm-hmm. Like it obviously had to have been God that like inspired these people to write what he wanted them to write about himself. Yeah. Because humans like just in and of ourselves wouldn't write up a God like that. Yeah. Well, cause it shows our flaws. Like when you write gods that are flawed, uh, and even if they're here, so I, th- again, I mean, I say they suck. They did some really heroic things in the stories. And, and again, it was a lot of fun to read. I really enjoyed reading. That's why I went through it twice because I enjoyed it. It was fun. It was entertaining. Um, but from the standpoint of what a God is like, you know, I'm just like, this is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> like, these are, these are just, these are just people that are, that are powerful. And so like, they're not worthy of worship. Um, so yeah, that was one of the things that stuck out to me. Loki is a very complex character, but he's basically Satan. Um, so that was kind of crazy. Like at the end, he, he literally, like he kills another one of the gods that all the other gods loved. And, um, so they basically like, see, that's also something I've never understood. Like if they're a God, how can you kill them? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But it's it's kind of it's kind of contradictory because other gods kind get of. killed <laughs> yeah. and then later they come back to life because they couldn't actually die. But then but then the whole concept of death is like they get sent to another one of the nine worlds. So like they'll either go to hell or they will go to Valhalla um which is in uh Asgard where all the gods live. So it's like did did the gods die? Like they're still living, but they're living in Asgard. But if humans die, they can go to Asgard. And like, so are they dead in Asgard? Are they live? It's it, it's kind of contradictory. Like it doesn't. <laughs> the the rules are not made clear. They're just stories. Sorry, you they're said Asgard, and my mind went straight to <laughs> the hobbits are <laughs> the hobbits Isengard? are going to Isengard. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure Tolkien was. It's late. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. The other thing, the other thing, I don't know that this would fall under a recommendation, but just something I wanted to share with everyone because I saw this this morning and it was the first time I had literally laughed out loud at something that I had seen on the internet in quite a long time. Um, so I apologize in advance because this probably isn't going to make much sense. Um, it's it's more of something that you read um, and, and see for yourself. But anyways, that's enough prefacing it. This was a tweet, okay? This is a tweet. This guy said, I forced a bot to watch over a thousand hours of Olive Garden commercials. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. And then asked it to write an Olive Garden commercial of its own. And here's the first page. So this is the script, okay? Olive Garden commercial. Int Olive Garden restaurant. I, I'm not sure what Int is, but whatever. Inside an Olive Garden restaurant. Here's the scene. A group of friends laughs at a dinner table. A waitress comes to deliver what could be considered food. Waitress. Pasta nachos for you. We see the pasta nachos. They're warm and defeated. Friend one. The menu is here. Waitress. Lasagna wings with extra Italy. We see the lasagna wings. There's more Italy than necessary. Friend two. I shall eat Italian citizens. Waitress. Unlimited stick. We see the unlimited stick. It is infinite. It is all. <laughs> Friend three. Leave without me. I'm home. Waitress. Gluten classico. From the kitchen. We the gluten classico. We believe the waitress that it is from the kitchen. This we have no reason not to believe. This part was my favorite. This next part. Friend four says nothing. Friend one. What is wrong, friend four? Friend four says nothing. Friend two. Friend four? What is wrong, friend four? Friend four smiles wide. Her mouth is full of secret soup. <laughs> secret soup. Announcer in a wet voice. Olive Garden. When you're here, you're here. I just pictured someone smiling. And like. just like dripping out of their mouth. Oh, is the secret soup. Unlimited stick. It is infinite. It is all. When you're here, you're here. That should be our new tagline. When you're here, you're here. We made it. Episode 41. When you're here, you're here. <laughs> With the secret soup. <laughs> yeah. As you can tell, I, I have kind of a, a stupid sense of humor. <laughs> it was just so like I read that bonkers. It was so, I was I was actually about to get in the shower. I, I don't know why I just shared that with everyone. <laughs> but I read it on my phone and I was laughing in the bathroom. I just uh. could not. Yeah. It's good stuff. All right, see you guys on uh, episode 41. See ya. Peace out. <laughs>